out. Yeah, talking about way out there. Beheim! Wow, is that silence in a little bit? Schrader takes. It's a two-man rush. Schrader steps Stop up. It. Pop pass up in the middle. Got Tucker's it. got it. Room to run. 15, 10. Hit, hit in. Bradley, touchdown. The Bills make me want to Allen looks to his left. Fires left side. In go to the end zone. Stephon Diggs makes the catch. Touchdown, Buffalo. Swing in the mix. It is over. The Boston Red Sox. Baseball's best all season long. They have won it all. This is On The Block. Yeah, I was driving home yesterday, so I heard some of your show. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Brent. Thank you. Thanks, Brent. Two, one. Here's X-Men. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1. FM, her wherever you are and whatever you are doing. ESPN app. Seen, heard, and everything in between, friends. AccuseSportsTalk.com, a magical website where you can watch a radio show. You can chat throughout a radio show. You can get the show within the show. When we turn the radio audience over to commercial breaks, we turn the microphones on, the cameras on, everything stays on. It's live. It's happening as is. When will then be now? Soon. What you're watching now is happening now. Shout out to those of you that get that movie reference. It's all at QSportsTalk.com. Many different ways to take in the show. We're glad you came by on a gorgeous afternoon here in central New York. And I say that because I know it hasn't been as warm today here in the QS as it's been the past few days. And I am one who's putting my hand up and saying thank you for that. You know, you get those few days where it's hot and humid and I don't want to turn on the air conditioning quite yet. I'm that guy. It's kind of like the heat in the fall You just can't turn on the heat prior to November 1st. I'm just, that's, I don't know where that came from. It's just a dad thing. Just put on a sweater. It's the same thing with air conditioning. I don't want to crank the AC and then have to turn it off a couple days later. I just, I, I have no idea what the energy efficiency of all this is. It's just the way I am. Okay. And dads out there right now are shaking their head. Like, that's right. That's right. Yeah. You tell them. It's just the way we are, okay? Not before Memorial Day weekend, which is upcoming. We're a few days away, but, man, was it hot Saturday. So uh, I'll take the relief of being able to keep the windows open, have those nice, cool sleeping nights before we settle into the summertime. Beautiful thing is we are talking about summertime weather, and we are talking about uh, the return of festival season in central New York. What we're unfortunately not talking about are three teams that continue their quest for a championship. Just like that, they're all gone. So we will get into that on the program today. We will hear from you throughout the show at 437-7644. Brent Axe Media on Twitter and, as mentioned, the live chat at QSportsTalk.com. Because the people demand golf on the radio, we were not here Thursday and Friday, and there's a lot to catch up on from those two days, which we will do, uh, including right here in the monologue, big to-do at the now- 
JMA Wireless Dome, officially official. That'll uh, take some getting used to. I'm going to say Carrier Dome probably 75 times before I correct myself, and I think uh, I need a little punch card there to do that. I think we're all going to continue to say, I just call it the Dome anyway. Good for you. You want a cookie? So we will get into that. My man, JT. Wow. That was a dud. Now, I usually work in the golf nap anyway, but that PGA Championship was eliciting the golf nap just by how slow it was. And then, and then, friends, JT made a charge. Uh, Pereira falls apart on the 18th hole. Very Jean Vandeveld of him at the British Open a few years ago. Third biggest comeback in major history, so we got some exciting golf and the NBA has shown up finally. The NHL playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs, actually the more boring of the two last night. The Warriors are back. We'll see what happens with the Heat and the Celtics. A little to do with Josh Donaldson and Tim Anderson over the weekend, as we saw with Tim getting the last laugh last night. All that to come in hot takes, a 10-question blindside, and more on the way. And we mentioned those three teams that were playing for championships that no longer are, as we will get into. But I do want to take a step back here. Because a lot came out of that announcement that JMA Wireless will be the new presenting sponsor of the Dome than I thought it would. Okay, I have to be honest with you. I went into that event on Thursday, as I was told by one Syracuse University official about how, um, how did she frame it, uh, about how, now I can't even remember what she said to me wasn't skeptical. It was uh, cynical. That's what's it's, as cynical a guy as you are. What do you think of this, Brent? I said, ooh, geez. Am I really that cynical? But that's my job to be cynical, is to look at things with an eyebrow raised and look at things through the lens of, of many different ways and, and to look out for the people, to look out for what you, the fan, cares about. When something like this happens, and it was a big to-do at the Dome. They had everybody there. I mean, you name it, they were there. The mayor was there. County executive was there. Kent Severud, who rarely makes appearances at things like this, even as the chancellor. There. You name it, they were there. Big dignitaries. I talked to a number of people that listened to the show there, and I really appreciated that, including shout-out to our friends over at Hendricks Chapel that are listening right now. Give them a shout-out here. So what did it all mean? It really surprised me in this sense. So let me do this. Let me play a couple of clips because, look, this was a big, you know, everybody kind of slapped each other on the back presentation, and they had the video, and they had the new logo, and, hey, it's their moment. Let them celebrate it. I wasn't being cynical about that. I understand how they want to present this in as big a way as possible. So a number of people spoke at this thing, including, of course, as you would expect, John Wildhack. And here's a part of what John Wildhack said. That experience will be unlike anything our fans and community have experienced before. It will become an important component in our recruiting and development of prospective and current student-athletes. Today's announcement combined with the upcoming renovations to the Dome sends a very clear message about the future Syracuse University is committed to its athletics program. We are committed to provide the best experience competitively and academically for our student-athletes. 
to compete and to compete successfully in the ACC and on a national level. The fact that a company like JMA Wireless, a leader in world-class technology, raised its hand and said, I want to be a part of the future of Syracuse Athletics ensures the Dome will continue to be one of the iconic venues in American sports and it will legacy will only grow. So that's John Wildhack. I want to play one more clip here, and this is from uh, John Mezzalingua, who is the CEO of JMA Wireless, a local company that, and this was their chance to stand out and answer a simple question for a lot of people that didn't know, well, who are you? As big of a deal as JMA is becoming, and I'm not doing a commercial form, folks. The facts are the facts. They are one of the leading companies in the country, really becoming one in the world when it comes to 5G technology. They did the 5G for the Super Bowl, this past Super Bowl between the Rams and the Bengals at LI SoFi Stadium, which is considered one of the most technologically advanced stadiums in the world. Like, they're a big deal, and they're growing in central New York and beyond. They have offices across the world. They're hiring like it's a local company that you can feel good about as opposed to the prior company that had its name on the facility. Here's what he said, part of what he said. I would encourage you to go back and find the entire press conference because I think a lot of interesting things were said, but let me play back this clip. This is John Mezzalingua, who's the CEO. This partnership will give the Dome the first and the most advanced 5G network of any collegiate stadium in the world, and it will be more powerful than most NFL stadiums. It will not only transform the experience of fans, players, and coaches, but it has the potential to supercharge the competitiveness of Syracuse University and create excellence at the level that we all expect. Few people know that a Syracuse company is the world leader in wireless technology, and in particular for stadiums. These are the most challenging environments, as I know that most people who come to games here uh, appreciate, for network design, but it's what our team at JMA excels at. And few people know that a Syracuse company built the network behind the first ever 5G Super Bowl at SoFi Stadium. I'm very happy to tell you that a Syracuse company will be bringing that same level of connectivity to uh, right here to the Dome. That's pretty cool. I mean, you've got to admit that to hear those things, if you didn't know that about that company, and that they're going to bring that to the now JMA Wireless Dome. So I think if you're a fan, you're saying to yourself, okay, what are the things that I care about? I think you care about two things in no particular order. One, how will this help the teams win again? Because what we're coming off of, and I understand this is one collective year, that is an anomaly. Usually one or two of these teams certainly outweighs the other in terms of success on the field and on the court. But we are coming off of a run here where if you want to expand it to the big five, the five teams that play in the Carrier Dome are football, men's basketball, women's basketball, men's lacrosse, women's lacrosse. Those are the big five. Collectively, it's a giant disappointment, if you want to be honest here. Football, actually probably matched expectations. We're going to talk a little football later because some over-unders and some interesting things about football came out today. But football actually kind of matched expectation by going 5-7 and seven, but came up a game short of a bowl game, and it sets up a pressure-packed season for Dino Babers and company. Thanks, Brent. You're welcome, Coach. Men's basketball, first losing season ever under Jim Beheim. No way to shine that up. Women's basketball was in kind of a purgatory year under Vaughn Reed, Brighter days are here. Felicia Leggett-Jack has put 
just an infusion of optimism, but she hasn't coached today yet, right? Still has to build things up, number of transfers, everything's pointing back in the right direction, but this past season, losing year. Men's lacrosse had its worst season ever. They lost 10 games for the first time in the 106-year history of the program. Now, again, a lot of things are pointing in the right direction, recruiting, Gary Gate, et cetera, but you know, the results this year are what they are. I've worked in the private sector. They expect results. Women's lacrosse, just by all measures, as we'll get into in the next segment, had a disappointing season. Not only losing to Northwestern, but getting hammered by Northwestern in the NCAA tournament, which was a big eyebrow raiser, but we'll get to that. So how will this help the teams win? Well, at that press conference, they detailed how the technology, and let's be honest here, if Syracuse is getting this, and they have the leading company in the world that does this, but others are going to catch up quickly here because it's an arms race in sports, and what shiny toy one program gets another soon will, right, in this day and age of, of sports where we're trying to keep up with the Joneses. But Syracuse has taken the lead on something here in giving tools to coaches to process data, to help make decisions, to analyze the performance of the athletes. And the modern athlete coming in, they're very in tune with technology. They're very in tune with social media. They're very in tune with this stuff. So that is something that certainly doesn't hurt you. To say this facility you are playing in, this new renovated facility, by the way, that you are playing in, here's the cool tools that we have. They get that. They understand that. You may be like me or maybe like, God bless my mother who doesn't get technology, and you're like, what does that mean? You know who gets it? The players. The student athletes that will be in that facility. They get it, they know it, and they are impressed by it. So you can snark tweet me all you want. They get it, and they understand it. But I understand from your perspective as a fan, it's like, how do you make the athletes better? And what impressed me and what I didn't expect going into that press conference was JMA is not just slapping their name on a building to get the free mentions on ESPN. They've got skin in the game here. You know, Mesolingua talked about how he was at the first game in the Dome and how he was in Archbold Stadium. Friesen has took us off watching games with his family. This is not just somebody that sees a business opportunity, and it is a business opportunity. I mean, the millions of dollars that I don't have the details of the contract, but one would assume it's that high level, that now go into the athletic department budget. How does this make the teams better? Well, that can't hurt, right? The business aspect of it, the technology aspect of it, making the now JMA Wireless Dome one of the more technologically advanced places for, in this case, the big five programs to play. You may just call it the Dome anyway, but that's now an advantage Syracuse has today that they didn't have before this deal. The second thing is, and it sounds snarky, but I'm serious about this. Will the Wi-Fi work? Fans care about two things with this. How does this make the teams better? And will the Wi-Fi work? Because the Wi-Fi, and I use that as kind of an example of a broader thing here, but will the technology in the building work? Will my phone work? Can I share photos? Can I tweet? Can I TikTok? Can I, this is where grandpa's going to sound like grandpa, but can I Instagram and can I do all these things? It's part of the experience now. I look down on it as somebody who's, I'm only 43. I do have gray hair, but 
I'm somebody that can go to a game and just watch the game. I don't have to be on my phone constantly. I don't have to check Twitter constantly. We went to the Crunch game last week. Shout out to my boy Ricky. And I was proud of the fact that I checked my phone maybe twice the whole time. Maybe twice. Like I consciously was like, I'm just not going to do it. I don't need to be tweeting 45 times a game. And I understand that as somebody who's in sports media, like there are certain games. Like when I, during SU games, like my fingers have smoke coming off of them because my audience expects that from me. I've trained them to expect that from me and, and I'm going to serve you. That's, that's what I'm here to do, right? It's part of my job. But when I'm just enjoying a game, I can just enjoy a game. I am in the vast minority now. Vast minority. People are on their phones at games. They want to share moments. They want to share experiences. It sounds simple, but will the darn Wi-Fi work? That has not been the case. It's been spotty. It's been inconsistent. And it, it deters you. And it deters you from wanting to bring your kids to games. Because especially the younger generation... They live on those things. And again, I bemoan that, but that's just the way it is. So you don't want to deter it, but hey, you want to go to the game this weekend? Oh, well, the Wi-Fi sucks in there, man. You don't want that to be a reason people don't go. And with JMA Wireless, and again, this is not a commercial for them. It's just simple facts. Being a leading company in that realm, that takes care of a problem. That is a deterrent for some people not to go to games. If the Wi-Fi slow, if they can't be on their phone, you have one of the leading companies in the world that does this. Carrier had their name on a building for 40 years that couldn't even do what they do. There was no air conditioning there. JMA steps in and not just puts their name on the building, they're actually putting skin in the game here, trying to make the performance of the athletes better and trying to make your experience as a fan better at least that's what they're saying and i'll take them at their word until i discover otherwise it's not going to take that long to figure it out and i don't believe someone can correct me if i'm wrong on this i don't believe the entire infrastructure investment in terms of what they're doing will be in place by the louisville game when they open up but within the next calendar year everything they want to do should be in place remember there's still renovations going on at the dome so really, everything they can do to improve the Big Five, and some of them didn't really need improvement, but, you know, just from a, uh, a zooming out 35,000 feet perspective here, how will it make the teams better? They've invested in the coaches. They've invested in the infrastructure, and now they have somebody investing in this building. And people will, will scream NIL at me, and I understand it's part of the game, and Syracuse has to get into that game, but it is not the magic potion that people think it is. I was impressed by that, and I didn't expect to be. Mr. Cynical here walked in the building. It's like, oh, boy, here we go. It's, it's everybody slap each other on the back. As, uh, Chris, uh, I could say this because you wrote about it. Chris Carlson and I were joking, the Blue Blazer Orange Tie Brigade coming in here. But I walked out of there with an entirely different impression. And I walked out of there saying, they're invested here. They got skin in the game. This is a local company, local guy, not just one guy, but he was the representative of the company, saying, no, we're here to make things better. Well, I'm just going to call it the dome anyway. Well, you go ahead and do that. Meanwhile, 
the person and the company putting their name on that building, they've got more in mind and probably doesn't even care if you just call it the dome anyway because he lives here and he knows that's probably going to be the case. Will the Wi-Fi work and will it help our teams win? We're going to find out the answer to one question a lot sooner than the other, but we'll find out the answers to those questions soon enough. We know the answer to the question of who between the Syracuse Crunch, Lemoyne men's lacrosse, and Syracuse women's lacrosse are still pursuing a championship. That would be none of them. Just like that, like Kaiser Soze, they were gone. We will discuss that when we come back. So much to do on a Monday. Syracuse football over-unders are out. Very interesting ranking with Syracuse football today that surprised me in a good way, by the way. All the happenings from the long weekend and so much more as we continue here. Let's see if the market got its act together here on this Monday, May the 23rd, 2022. Ladies and gentlemen, our friend Bill from Lee Baldwin and Company here to answer that question for us. Bill, how do we do today, buddy? We did have our act together today, uh, rising eight, uh, 618 points, or nearly 2%. We were down 600 on Friday and recovered all that into the close, or up 4% in uh, two days. So uh, this may be another bear market rally, but we'll take it. Um, plenty of diamonds today. Uh, the banks all perform well. J.P. Morgan Chase rose 7% after raising guidance due to higher rates. will help them uh, make a little more money. And very few dogs. We're going to go with a soft. Software maker Autodesk, uh, which was downgraded today due to uh, economic uncertainty. But all in all, great start to the week, finally. Finally is right. We'll see if we can keep it going throughout <laughs> the week. It's going to be a good week, Bill. Springsteen's announcing yeah. his tour dates tomorrow. It's Memorial Day weekend coming up. I mean, we got to keep this going after today, all right? Sounds good. Let's do it. There he goes. Our friend Bill, Lee Baldwin, LeeBaldwin.com. See Bill, see Mike, see Lee, the great company. That will help you find all the diamonds and none of the dogs, no matter where the market is today. We'll break on that note in return. I feel like that John Travolta meme. Where'd everybody go? We'll describe it next. Stay right there. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. <laughs> This is On the Block with Brent Axe. I just heard the uh, the parody song. Jordan has been flooding the social media with self-praise during the break. And I got to say, it was actually pretty good. Not bad. Got Severud in there, too. Great choice on that. So I'm uh, still recovering from that. Not bad, though. He gave it a 7.8. 7.8. Well done. Produced. Provided his own lyrics. Is America much better than his ACDC? I'll say that, but uh, good stuff there. We'll get more into the happenings of the JMA Wireless Dome, which happened last week when we were not here because the people demand golf on the radio. Ten-question blindside on the way, but uh, here we are again. In the same position we were probably about a year ago when these things start filtering out because, you know, we're getting into summertime, 
pretty soon. Um, if it's not there already, maybe it is. Uh, my copy, your copy, everybody's copy of the Phil Steele College Football Preview Magazine will be on the shelves. List season will officially be underway. It kind of already is in college football where, look, name, image, and likeness and some of these other things are, are going to command a lot of attention this summer. And last summer was completely abnormal in terms of the number of newsworthy events that happened. The coaching changes with Gary Gay taking over the men's lacrosse program. Kayla Trainer steps in for the women's program. The Coach Q story that just blew up, of course. And that stuff normally doesn't happen in the summer. There's a reason Uncle Brent takes all the time off in the summer that he does because it kind of becomes a dead zone in the sports radio world. So you take your time off that you have been allotted after 20 hardworking years in the sports radio world. Things actually longer than you know my 20th anniversary on the radio here in Syracuse is coming in July. I would say we should do something for that, but I'm going to be off pretty much the whole month of July. So I probably not worth it to plan anything there, but yeah, you guys have been putting up with me on the radio in this town for 20 years. Some of you longer than that, because I've lived here my whole life. So God bless y'all. But point being summertime is usually slow time and things pop up and you kind of feast on the morsels of them. And we're getting into that with college football in that I get these uh, emails sent to me and seven out of 10 times I'll be like, yeah, whatever. But then once in a while I get sent one and it catches my attention. I'm like, okay, that is definitely show worthy. That is something that people want to hear about. That's something we got to discuss. So today I was sent power five uh, college football win totals. And I distinctly remember this coming across my inbox last year and looking at it and staring at it and actually sending an email to the person that sent it to me, verifying, like, are you sure about this? Because, look, there's a reason Vegas is Vegas, and I know that uh, sports gambling, uh, gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slice, is everywhere. But it's still the boys in the desert, as the great Brent Musburger would refer to them, and, and kind of where they set the lines, where this all flows from. And they know what they're doing. There's a reason there's always cranes in the air in Las Vegas and uh, the house always wins and all those cliches about gambling. And I'm looking at this, and I'm like, this is a gift from the gods. You're telling me that the over-under for Syracuse football, this is last year now, was three? You're going to give me three? Freaking wins like that was the bet of the century. And I told you then to jump on that and cash in and thank Uncle Brent later, bang the over, and boy, did they, I mean, they didn't sail past it, but they went comfortably past that winning five games in a season I thought they could win six or seven, did officially predict five and seven. I was right about that, and nobody ever thanks me. I hear about all the predictions I get wrong all the time. The predictions I get right, it's always curious how quiet it is in my inbox when that happens anyway. Right, Stephen A? I mean, these people just don't appreciate it. Respect your elders. That's right. Now, where are we at now? And am I feeling the same way about it? Same email, same person. Four and a half. Friends were at four and a half Syracuse football early over underlines. 
To which I say the following in response. I don't want to work. I want to bang that over all day. Four and a half? Come on. You're giving me four and a half on the cues in 2022? Thanks, Brent. You're welcome, Coach. And I know, I know the schedule is tougher. I know there are some question marks. I know there are some question marks that surround Syracuse football generally with a program that's had losing season six of the last seven years. Four and a half? You're telling me another five-win team gets me the over? We're banging that. Two years in a row, we are saying prior to Memorial Day weekend, prior to the unofficial start of summer, mind you, to bang the over. Now, do we feel that's bang the over six to get to a bowl game? I don't know about that. But if you're telling me the over-under in which you're trying to sway me and trying to get the money to go even one way or the other, three was ridiculous. Three was a gift from the, the the gambling gods that I thought they would self-correct immediately. And I, actually, I think it actually ended up moving up to four eventually. But when it was three, I said, run somewhere that you could wager on that and take it. Do I feel the same way about four and a half as I do three? Not as strongly, but if you're going, now think about this. The smart play here, and again, very smart people do these things. The smart play would be five and a half because you're taking advantage of the Syracuse football fans that would be insulted by that, feel like they could be a six-win team. But then there's the rational fans that would be scared off by that, saying, do I really think, and remember, what, the 2022 season is, friends, it's the quest for one more win. Right? Like, put it in the movie trailer voice guide. 2022, the quest for one more win in theaters this season. Like, that's all it is. One more win. The trick is the schedule's tougher. So as somebody tweeted me a fair question, well, where are the wins? So, well, let's play the game, of course. September 3rd, Louisville. What I like about this is Louisville is early in the schedule, and it is at home. What I don't like about this is it doesn't matter when Syracuse plays Louisville as of late. Louisville owns their butt. And they win by a bigger average margin of victory over the last eight games than even Clemson. So I like that it's early. Don't like that Malik Cunningham's still there. Like that it's at home. Don't like that Louisville owns, in the words of the owner from, or the goaltender, pardon me, talking about the owner in Slapshot, owns the Q's. Louisville listed as minus three to open in that game. So is that a win? Perhaps. UConn week two, you don't win that game to shut the season down. And I know that Jim Mora Jr. is there now. It's going to be a more interesting team to play, but just they have been wretched. Purdue, that's at home. That's a swing game. Virginia, that's a swing game. Wagner got to get that. And that counts, by the way. Over under four and a half. There's no parameters. Got to be a Division One team. Any of that stuff, it counts. Right, so that's, in theory, a possibility of two. Give me two. Utah, give me two. 
NC State, this is after a bye week at home. Ton of home games early. Boy, do they have to cash this in. Five of their first six games are at the JMA Wireless Dome. We got it right. That is correct. We got it right. I haven't slipped once. I haven't slipped once yet. I'll have to keep playing that to remind myself not to call it the wrong name. So when we say Carrier Dome, no, 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 no. When we get it right, that is correct. Go. Or maybe a random drop from Stephen A. I'm brilliant because I know I'm not. Go. Thank you very much. Uh, Where are we at? Wagner. Five of the first six games at home. That's insane. You got to take advantage of that. So Utah, get me two. NC State, not an easy game by any stretch. Home road or anywhere in between. Play that on the moon. That's a tough game. NC State's going to be the way overhyped, going to win the ACC team this year. I'm going to put that down as a loss. I'm going to put Clemson down as a loss. I'm going to put Notre Dame down as a loss. So I'm heading into the stretch of Pitt, Florida State, Wake, Boston College. Looking for wins here. You see why this... Now, I'm taking the over. I'm taking the five. But, see, this is where, all kidding aside, Vegas kind of knows what they're doing. Because when you go through the schedule, you are struggling to get across the finish line in the season that is the quest for one more win. In theater, September 3rd. Right? I'm at Pitt... Home to Florida State, at Wake, at BC. Pitt obviously lost Jordan Addison to USC, lost Kenny Pickett to the National Football League, and lost some other key players. Can Pitt beat Syracuse this year? Uh, yeah, of course they can. Florida State, I don't know. Florida State's been one of those weird teams Syracuse has been competitive with at times. It's at home. It's the senior day. It's their last home game of the season. Like I could absolutely see that being an upset. I could absolutely see them losing that game by 25. That's just how that series goes. Wake had its run last year. Will they have it again this year? Boston College, healthy. Jerkovic is back. Always a solid team. Always a tough game. Certainly to end the year with. So I'm banging the over. Giving me four and a half. I'm going to take five at least. Trying to find that six win somewhere where they're going to have to Folks, to get to six wins, this team, and I understand what the word upset means, but when I mean upset, I mean beat a team you don't see them beating. Just as I was going through the schedule saying the names, Louisville, no, Purdue, probably not, Virginia. Virginia's a Friday night game. Weird things happen on Friday nights. That could be a swing game. People don't anticipate them winning, but they do. They've got to win two of those. They win two of those and take care of business. That's a six-win football team. But we only need five to bang the over. So just like we did last year, we're banging the over. Not quite as confident this year as we were last year because three was a gift. Going to be more of a close finish at the line for this one. But we're going to do it, Coach. We're going to put our faith in you, and we're going to take the over. On four and a half. Thanks, Brent. Whether we take a bowl game or not, that's an entirely different question. And I got more time to think about that. It will all be played at the JMA Wireless Dome. We got it! That is correct. We got it. Batting a thousand so far. And some things that were said at that press conference, I think, uh, surprised me. Mr. Cynical here walked into the press conference. Yeah, just I was cynical. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But I walked out impressed. We'll get more into that coming up. Stay right there.